Welcome to 360 Degrees of Healthcare with Dr. Stan, an in-depth look at our industry from our very own Chief Medical Officer, who will talk with other medical and industry professionals on the changing and evolving landscape of the healthcare system from the inside. Thanks for joining us. My name is Stan Schwartz. I'm an infectious diseases physician with decades of experience in healthcare as a student, a teacher, a fellow, a researcher, a practicing physician in both solo and group practices, a health system executive, and now a healthcare entrepreneur, and as I get older, as a patient. I want to share my 360-degree view of healthcare with you. My thanks to Zero Studios for support of this podcast. I'm very excited to speak with our special guest today, Gloria Sachdev. Gloria serves as president, CEO, and board chair of the Employers Forum of Indiana. She also serves as adjunct associate professor at Purdue College of Pharmacy. Her forum initiatives focus on hospital price and quality transparency, value-based health benefit and payment strategies, and health policy. She also serves as a member of the Board of Governors for the National Alliance of Healthcare Purchaser Coalitions and as Board Vice Chair for Hoosiers for Affordable Healthcare. Dr. Sachev received her BS and Doctor of Pharmacy degrees from the University of Oklahoma and completed a primary residency at the Veterans Administration Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. After that, she practiced in primary care physician offices managing patients with chronic diseases for 12 years and followed that by consulting in the space of incorporating clinical pharmacists into team-based care for six years. She retired from the Purdue College of Pharmacy after 15 years, but still teaches a few classes for fun. She enjoys taking her dog on long walks and playing board games with her husband and three teenagers. So Gloria, thank you so much for joining us today. I've got so many burning questions about this project, which I think is is really landmark and is changing the direction of hospital transparency. But I'd like to start by asking you, you brought together four or five sources of healthcare data to really show hospital pricing transparency. RAND, Turquoise, Nashby, Quantros. Could you describe those sources and how the project came together to blend them into one dashboard? Hi, Stan, and thank you so much for having me. You know, the idea, maybe I'll take your second question first. Um, the idea for putting together or bringing together Sage Transparency, really it came from me talking to our employers at the Employers Forum of Indiana and sharing with them the RAND study results. So the RAND studies began, the first one was RAND, and they all have, they, they're not called the RAND studies. They each have their own long titles, but I call them RAND 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, and 4.0, because we've done four rounds of these hospital price transparency studies. So the first one was in 2000, was published in 2017, and it was just Indiana. So we had 120 hospitals. And the hospital CEOs were, you know, the question was when we got the results and it was at the hospital level and it's the first study of its kind ever published where we noted or hospital names were noted by name and then we had uh, relative prices. 
And everyone was just shocked. You know, so I would say the first year everyone was shocked to see that there was so much variability in prices. They wanted to understand that looking at their own data. Again, these are our employers working with their benefit consultants and, and TPAs. And then we wanted to compare our prices with neighboring states. And so I went around the country and invited neighboring states. That was RAN 2.0. That was published in 2019. So we had 25 states in RAN 2.0 and Indiana was the highest priced state of 25 states. And that just sent shockwaves through every facet of healthcare here in Indiana. Uh, ran, we, uh, I ran around and, and ran, ran around, um, inviting more employers throughout the country to participate. And then RAN 3.0 was published in 2020 and RAN 4.0 in 2022. And both of those had 49 states um, with RAN 4.0 published May 2022 with 49 states plus DC. And we exclude Maryland on purpose because they have uh, these global budget payments by by law so they pay hospitals differently so that's that's just a little bit of background and why we did these ran studies you know all employers want to go to the best quality at the best price and not just to the lowest price and if we compete on lowest price that's just a spiral to the bottom and so back then I was thinking I would share with them you know here there are these proprietary quality, resources like Healthcare Blue Book, and there's public ones like the CMS Hospital Star Rating, and go to these websites and pull down their spreadsheets and marry it. And that was just all too complicated. You know, nobody was doing it. <laughs> so we uh, decided to do it ourselves, make it easy, really, for all employers and benefit consultants, hospitals, providers, policymakers, uh, reporters, researchers, just make it easy for everyone and bring the price data and the quality to data together uh, freely, publicly, you know, it's customizable on uh, Sage Transparency. You know, I looked at the, we've used Quantros for quite a while at Will OK, and uh -huh. we had a contract with them to show uh quality data for specific operations. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you feel that the, the Quantros data adds a lot? First of all, you know, it's based mainly on CMS data, which is mm -hmm. sometimes a different population than commercially insured. Mm -hmm. And it really is not procedure specific, at least what I've seen on the website. Do you, do you foresee getting procedure specific data that, you know, goes to outpatients as well as inpatients? It's a great question. So, you know, sagetransparency.com, right? That's the website. Uh, it We have five data sources. We have two price data sources, two quality data source, and a cost, hospital cost data source. And then while we're talking about hospitals, we did add some ambulatory surgery centers in a few weeks ago. So over 2000 ASCs in there. Um, but to answer your question, Quantros, and, and so of those five data sources, three are public and two are proprietary. Quantros is one of the proprietary solutions. So if you, if one decides to purchase, they have different packages that you can purchase and you can get physician level information. You can get it by clinical category um, and you can get some procedural information. So for example, 
And we don't have that on Sage Transparency because this is their proprietary product. We have mm -hmm. higher level aggregated information, just three of their measures. But under medical, for example, you can get orthopedics. And within orthopedics, you can get uh, six measures. So C-spine with fusion, C-spine without fusion, you know, knee replacement, hip replacement. I think it's knee and hip replacement maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe yeah. So you can get some level of granularity, but not all procedures. Um, but a lot more than what where what I've seen um, in other solutions. There are other quality solutions that also can provide that level of information. We have used Healthcare Bluebook or Quantros um, for some time as well. And um, again, what we show on Sage Transparency is just very high level aggregated information. So it says total surgical, total medical, you know, and then total overall. So as I look at say transparency and correct, correct me where I'm wrong, yeah. I see that we're able to look at an individual hospital cost and an individual hospital's, well, prices and, and an individual hospital's cost of doing business relative to Medicare pricing so that we can compare the two. So maybe it would be helpful if I clarify the terms, um, because I think in, in layman's terms, we use cost and price interchangeably. You know, how much did it cost you to get that Starbucks coffee? What was the price of the Starbucks coffee? So as a consumer, we use that interchangeably, but in this space, they mean very different things. So uh, in this space, cost is what it costs the hospitals to provide the service and price is what we are paying for the service. So using the Starbucks analogy, it would be the cost to make the coffee might be five cents, but the price of the coffee is $3. So that's the distinction between the terms. So we have both. We have prices, which are what employers paid. That comes, and those are basically the receipts. That's what employers throughout the country and people have paid as a percent of Medicare. Um, it's also prices that the hospitals have posted on their own websites in these machine readable files, which they're required to by federal law. And then we have those, we have two quality measures. One is the one we mentioned earlier, Healthcare Blue Books Quantro solution. Uh, the fourth data set is CMS hospital compare, which is a quality. They have a five-star rating program. And, um, and then the last one is the cost piece. And that comes from the National Academy for State Health Policy. They look at cost information. And that comes from hospitals themselves. They submit their cost structures, like how much revenue did they make? What were their expenses? What are their profit margins? So just a lot of deep, deep financial information. But this comes from hospitals. Their executives sign off on it. They have to submit the CMS cost report to the federal government. And then the National Academy for State Health Policy developed an amazing a website called the Hospital Cost Tool that has uh, 
11 years worth of financial data on over 4,000 hospitals. So in Sage Transparency, like with every one of our data sets, we don't add all of the data that they have, but we have two pieces. And the two pieces we picked up from NASHPE, the National Academy for State Health Policy, is there, it's called commercial break-even. And what that looks at is if there, if a hospital, well, and then there's the payer mix. Uh, maybe I'll say the payer mix, there's a ring, if you will, at the hospital level on the first tab, right at the top, there's this ring and it'll say, what's their payer mix? And that means like what percent of all the patients that this hospital is seeing are commercial patients, Medicaid patients, Medicare patients, Medicare Advantage patients, how much charity care they providing, how many uninsured, you know, or what's the, the percent of uninsured, uh, percent of revenue uninsured of their population that they're seeing. And if, because a lot of hospitals will say they're losing money on Medicare, they're losing money on Medicaid. Well, they probably are losing money on charity care and they probably are losing money on the uninsured because um, they're writing it off. But the idea of, is everybody losing money on Medicare and Medicaid? And, and how much are they losing? Uh, and what does commercial which are the employers and people, the working population, what does the commercial segment need to pay as a percent of Medicare for that, for that hospital to break even? And break even meaning that takes into consideration all their costs and all their losses and all their profits. Um, and if they weren't gonna make a profit, just break even, but they weren't gonna lose any money, what would that percent of Medicare be? And, you know, the, the, numbers are just astonishing when you put that number right up against what we're paying them from the RAND 4.0 study regarding what their break even is you 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 might think oh maybe there's a 10 20 30% difference and in some cases it's a 200% difference so, so helpful to look at their cost you know as i looked at that mm -hmm. And I saw that, you know, the hospital may, the hospital may be charging 300% yeah. on Medicare on price mm -hmm. and their cost structure, that's way above what their cost structure needs. So does that mean a hospital is just cost shifting or does it mean they're inefficient? What's my takeaway from understanding when there's that big gap between price and cost? It's profits. So what you would want to say is uh, go over to the hospital cost tool. You can look at their um, 990s, which are their IRS tax forms. You can look at a lot of other financial information to understand how much do they have in cash and reserves. So some of our hospital, all of our large hospital systems, all of our largest ones, have billions of dollars in cash and investments. And so you're asking, look, where does the money go? Well, if they're a nonprofit hospital, it's just sitting there in, a, in, a, in cash and investments in an account with billions of dollars and they're investing it. Um, some of them have private, private equity arms. Some of them are buying up different companies, purchasing property and investing heavily in the stock market. Now, some of them are saying, oh, we're losing money in the last three to six months. 
and you see the headlines everywhere, that's primarily from their stock investments, like the rest of us. They've lost a lot of money in stocks, like everyone else has. So that's one thing. It's not, you know, they are cost shifting. They will say we had to, we were not making enough money on Medicare and Medicaid. We had to cost shift to employers to just make it. But the problem is they, because everyone was blind, you know, couldn't see how much uh, they were making. Um, why are the prices so high? Do they need to be this high? What's a fair price? Those are the questions that employers have been asking. And um, now we have transparency. We have uh, price transparency, quality transparency, and really importantly, that, that financial co cost transparency and all of that. And that's why you see, I think it's in the news everywhere, right? It's uh, locally in, 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 in near, you know, big and small towns all over the country. It's at the federal level as well. And it's because we, we realize some of these hospital systems have just been stashing their money and paying CEOs, you know, millions of dollars in salaries and, and wasting money, frankly, not running an efficient ship. Now, some hospitals, this isn't all hospitals. This isn't most uh, rural hospitals or critical access hospitals. And we're not talking about this. And I, one thing, if, if, you know, if we've learned one thing from these studies is there's wide variability in price and quality and cost. And uh, it's not necessarily fair to have a, a blunt instrument applied across everybody. You really need to see who are the problem children, you know, and, and address solutions that are targeted towards them. So this, this brings up two important questions. And by the way, I'll put all the links that are necessary in our show notes today. But the first question is, when I looked at the turquoise prices, turquoise health, the prices that are posted by the hospital relative to Medicare, and then the prices that are actually paid to the hospital based on the RAND data, there seems to be a difference. And are these posted prices really credible? Are, are they usable prices? Well, um, since you're going to be posting links, I'm going to send you a couple of recent articles. Uh, initially, it's you know, studies were looking to see if hospitals were posting their machine readable files on their websites, right? Are they being compliant with the federal price transparency rules? Now studies are coming out, delving into those, and they're finding a lot of discrepancies in them. You can see a colonoscopy for a dollar, and you'll find a colonoscopy for a million dollars, right? Neither one of those are correct. I mean, what the employer paid, that's the receipt. So that's, those are facts. And the discrepancy between what's posted and what's paid is a problem. You know, I, I think we're just now asking why is there a difference and what, and, and the data um, does have some errors in it. So that is, we looked at just commercial data that was provided to us by Turquoise Health, a startup company out of California. And they pulled down these machine readable files from the hospital's websites directly. And then they give us a quarterly feed and we, uh, and they convert it 
to a percent of Medicare for us using the same methodology as RAND. And so that's the, there is a question is, is why are the prices that are posted different than the prices that are paid? Prices posted are like advertised prices. I mean, but prices paid are the receipts. So, uh, and if I were to believe a price, I would believe the RAND prices because um, that's, that's one, one thing. The other option is the data source. So when we look at the RAND studies, we go employer to employer to employer. From some states we get, like in RAND 4.0, we had 11 all payer claim databases from states, a really large, large data sets. Um, and at the hospital level, they are they have all of their commercial plans, where in the RAND study, we may not have all the commercial plans. And that can be uh, misleading in some situations for the hospital. A lot of the large hospital systems have a health plan. So in Indiana, all of our large, uh, most of our large health systems, if not all of them, offer a health plan. So that means that because they're large employers themselves, and then they offer it out to the community, I mean, you can imagine if you're a self-funded employer and you're a hospital, you're going to give yourself the best rate. Maybe you give yourself 120% of Medicare, right? But you're charging other people 320% of Medicare. Well, we did not in the RAND studies, we did not allow hospitals to submit their own health plan data. But when they are calculating their prices for mm -hmm. turquoise health, that's baked into the claims data. And then you have to wonder, is this weighted by plan or is this the mean of plans? You, do you see what I'm saying? Like, let's yeah. say it's, a, yeah. Is it, yeah. if it's only 5% of their population, but did, and it's one of five plans, did it get weighted as 5% or did it get weighted as 20%? Yeah, that 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 really makes a lot of sense. So I think we have more work, you know, just we have more, we have to delve into this more. And I think folks and researchers will continue to over the next year. So do you how how can a self-funded employer that purchases healthcare use Sage effectively? And do you have any examples of employers that have done that already? And what resources are available to purchasers to understand SAGE transparency? That's a great question. So we have um, had over 25,000 logged sessions into SAGE transparency since we launched it in May of 2022. So we just hit that threshold last month and really excited about it. Um, it's open to employers and anyone in the public. Um, so I've heard from a lot of folks, we don't collect email addresses. We don't uh, we don't collect any information. So I don't have information on um, who's using it. I just have the number of sessions that have been logged. Uh, but so what I know is what people tell me, they'll email me or ask questions. So I can tell you here in Indiana and um, in, in Texas and in other states, a lot of employers are using it for direct contracting. And direct contracting is okay, well, these are the market prices for that hospital. So now you kind of, you can say, oh, it's 300%, 350%, 400% of Medicare. 
and maybe it's an Anthem United Cigna mix, and uh, you could uh, purchase actually an independent report from RAND as an employer if you wanted to. So if you had Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield, it would that personalized report. And there's, you know, it's free to participate in the RAND studies. There's no charge because um, there's there are grants that fund RAND to conduct their analysis. But if an employer wanted a report, there's a really nominal charge of 20 cents per covered life, um, minimum a thousand, maximum fifteen thousand dollars that goes to RAND, and then they make you a custom report, and it shows you where your employees and covered lives went. Um, as a percent of Medicare, which hospital? So let's say I have Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield and I'm an employer and my market in the RAND reports a blend of three insurance companies. Well, then I'll look at my report and say, did I get a better deal or a worse deal than the market average, right? That gives you some insight into if your TPA is getting competitive pricing. Um, it also gives you insight to where, what you might want to consider if you're trying to target, uh, like negotiate directly with the hospital. And you, you'd say, gosh, I can't believe I'm paying 400% of Medicare. Surely I can do better than that, <laughs> you know? And you go talk to the hospital CEO or their C-suite. And I mean, hospitals are so excited to direct contract with employers. And, and frankly, employers are too in many situations. Now, in some situations, the TPAs are doing a great job. In some situations, the TPAs are saying, we, um, you can hold the contract and we will help just process claims for you if you can get a better rate than we can get. So there, we, we're seeing all different blends. But for example, Purdue University is a large employer here in Indiana. And they are they have a direct contract with um, Franciscan Alliance Mooresville, which is in Mooresville, Indiana, two hours away from them. They're, you know, to get to more that that hospital, you have to pass all these other hospitals. But they had really high quality and they have a really, they have really good prices. And so that's why, you know, produce contract, direct contracting with them. And this is public, so I'm not sharing anything I, I shouldn't be, but I can say we've had many, many, many employers in Indiana and in other states using SAGE in that manner. We also have benefit consultants. Um, one of our benefit consultants has two thirds of the schools in the state of Indiana and other ones have a lot of cities and towns and, you know, the things with cities, towns and, and schools is they are really on fixed tight budgets. They're not a big company that can say, oh, healthcare costs went up 8%. Let me pull money from this department to fund it. They don't have that. You know, if, if healthcare keeps going up 5 8% every single year over year, that's those that comes directly out of salaries and wages and new computers for schools and building upkeep. So um, we do see benefit consultants that are working with large, medium, and small employers using it because one of the tabs on Sage Transparency is called clinical categories. So you can search like CTMRI and you can pick a state. Let's say um, you're in Oklahoma, so we can pick Oklahoma. And then you, you, there's regions. So you can even say a region within Oklahoma. 
and, and then pick CT MRI or GI or I or cardiology or, or, you know, all these different categories. And it gives you, it'll show you what's available and what, how, what their prices and the in quality, how, how it all compares. And that just says, okay, well, maybe the hospital that's closest to me is uh, a great price, you know, and I can see that and I want to build a better relationship with them. Or maybe the hospital system that's closest to me is the highest priced one. And if people would just drive 30 minutes or an hour, hour and a half, a little bit further away, we could get really great pricing. We're also seeing employers cross borders and adjusting their benefit plan design to do that. Because if you were living on the border of another state, you might say, well, you know, Kansas or, or Texas, let me look at prices, you know, in surrounding states to see if uh, what those prices look like. So that's, that's something that they didn't have line of sight to before is really pricing in, in other states. So benefit consultants, employers, and I really would say hospitals are using it uh, quite a bit too. We've It's interesting. We've had some areas where hospitals in the market, there's very low competition, very high prices, and a hospital system or physician group will say, that's ridiculous. We're going there next, you know, to set up shop. Do you, do you right now offer any tutorials and... Is it in your future or are you doing now? Are you offering any consulting services through the Employers Forum of Indiana? So that's a future goal of ours um, is to offer tutorials. There's a feedback button on Sage Transparency. We do try to update that every quarter because we get new data all the time. CMS releases their, they update their quality data quarterly. Um, Turquoise Health scrubs hospital prices every every day, and so we get it. You know, when hospitals update, they don't have to update it every day. They only have to update their files yearly, but that way we have. And Quantros updates their files quarterly, so we try to keep up with on that. Nashby and, and Rand they make updates periodically as well, so this this helps us kind of stay up to date. But to you know, we have partnered with. Um, one organization, it's called the National Alliance for Healthcare Purchasers Coalition, and they are helping other state business coalitions such as yours uh, really do a deep dive. And they got a grant recently from, um, I don't know if I should say, <laughs> on their behalf, but they got a grant recently. Mm -hmm. And they went to four different states and they uh help the employers in that state part of that coalition really understand sage transparency do a deep dive answer their questions i believe uh, they've applied for another grant now um, that's likely to get funded so they can um, hopefully help more states but we do have we aim to put up a video we aim to um, just get more resources basically technical assistance support to help folks with very specific questions so if I can ask you this question, this project does look to be a heavy lift. There's, there's a whole lot of work involved. Are you able to tell us how you fund this project? And do you get support from carriers or employers? And what can employers do to nurture this going forward? So thank you for asking that question. Um, this 
project is 100% grant funded. We are a small not-for-profit 501c3 organization, and we are really grateful to Arnold Ventures, who funded uh, the development of Sage Transparency. Sage Transparency, when I first started off, was a small project. It was just trying to bring RAND studies and CMS, like two data sources together. And then over time, um, our, our data partner, our IT partner was Mathematica. And uh, they, uh, you know, I would, I would say, oh my gosh, it would be great if now that these machine readable files and Turquoise Help has them. So I'd write another grant. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's, and then I was like, oh, wow, we, Nashby's got their stuff out, you know, because they, uh, published their hospital cost tool in April, but I knew about it because Marilyn Bartlett's a, a dear friend and brilliant colleague of mine. So she mm. was developing Nashby. So I wrote another grant and, uh, you know, that's how it all got funded. And it is expensive to build, very expensive to build, in my opinion. Uh, but thankfully, it's all been grant funded. Employers do not currently contribute to it. No, no, no insurance, no hospitals, no one else, no one, no one, no one financially contributes to it, just all grant funded. That being said, going forward, as I, we, you know, we want to update it on a regular basis. We have ideas to further grow it. For example, like recently we added critical access hospital and standardized prices, and then we added ambulatory surgery centers. Okay, so that was the latest addition this past month. In the future, we have this idea of legislators are saying, well, what do the hospitals in my area look like compared to the state average and national average? And so we've uh, got a draft, we, we've manually developed for our own legislators. We have 150 of them, state legislators. These one pagers, that have the hospitals in their district and then the state average and national average. We have price and quality and cost information on it, but it would be nice to automate that, right? So you could just pick Oklahoma or, uh, and then pick dis district, house district five and boom. I mean, the way we did it with these manual <laughs> one-sheeters was so painful because no sooner would we get it done than an updated spreadsheet would be available somewhere. So. Uh, that's something we would like to consider building and perhaps even at the federal level. You know, there's a lot of discussion of healthcare, and we need to understand who the hospital, like, like I said, a lot of the rural hospitals are not the problem, right? But they get thrown out in front of the conversation. Oh, the rural hospitals are going to close. Oh my gosh, we can't touch them. And, and they're not the problem. And that helps legislators say, let's exempt rural hospitals or, you know, let's exempt critical access. Let's exempt certain independent hospitals and just target their policies to where the who the problems are in their in their area. Now, maybe it is, you know, maybe some states do have problems with that, but in Indiana, we're not seeing that currently um, as we're exploring it. So my last question before I let you go, the uh, you mentioned the National Alliance of Healthcare Purchaser Coalitions. I know they're having a series of meetings now to counter pushback that they're getting against the SAGE transparency. Mm -hmm. Do you have a... Can you tell us where you think this pushback is coming from and whether it's been effective? 
So we have a lot of experience with the pushback because again, RAND 1.0 was just Indiana. RAND 2.0 was 25 states in 2019 and Indiana was the highest. So uh, starting 2020 from a legislative perspective and a market perspective, we've been at this for a few years now where this is new for other states because they're just getting their data since 2020 and 20, yeah, 2020 is the first time that most states had it. So again, it takes time to look at it. Plus we had COVID and other things and, and uh, you know, with inflation, everyone's really looking at their costs. So the pushback's very effective. You know, it's not, it's effective because most people don't understand the data. So I really appreciate the National Alliance for holding these monthly calls so that everyone can really understand the data. So for example, uh, we have several bills at the state house that are really trying to get at lowering healthcare prices in the state of Indiana, uh, implementing site neutral payments like what CMS does, but on the commercial side is just an example of one policy idea and a bill that just passed the Senate and, and is heading to the House. But what we what we're seeing is the hospitals association and the hospitals are highly organized and very effective at messaging that this would be a terrible idea, even though they're sitting on billions of dollars, um, that the RAND studies aren't validated. Okay, so we put up a, on just in the last week on our website at the Employers Forum of Indiana website under policy, or actually on the Employer PTP website, which is where Sage Transparency takes you. If you Google Sage Transparency, takes you to the Employer PTP website. So Chris Whaley, who's the lead researcher from the RAND Corporation and I worked on this together to show that these RAND studies are in the Congressional Budget Office reports, that these are in national, you know, big government reports, they're in the MedPAC reports, they're um, referenced by national economists throughout the country from Harvard and Hopkins and other places. So we made a quick two-pager, if you will, that's just got yeah. links to say it's validated, it's widely used, we didn't just make this up. Um, we've also got a document that to, to counter some of the other statements that they make, like, oh, you can't use bench Medicare, it's not a fair benchmark. And I'm like, it is a fair benchmark um, because, and then we explain why. But if you don't like Medicare, we also have standardized prices, which we just recently loaded, which is dollars to dollars. Um, and, and so those both, both those numbers come from the RAND studies. So, you know, having, you know, explaining to everyone else across the country through the National Alliance and Business Coalition, what does standardized prices mean, right? Because we just loaded those, even though they've been available in the RAND report since RAND 2.0, it's just easier to understand what percent of Medicare is. And we, we do believe percent of Medicare is a, a really good number to use. Um, but it's helpful to look at standardized prices because they correlate fine until you're in like an academic medical center. And then the academic medical center or a county hospital, they get the way Medicare pays them, they, they pay them a little bit more through an adjustment, you know, for providing mm -hmm. medical education or 
seeing underserved patient populations. So that's why looking at standardized prices, particularly for those types of hospitals is helpful. That's great. I will put all the links that we talked about in the show notes today, also links to the National Alliance of Healthcare Purchaser Coalitions for any employer purchasers that are listening today that are not familiar with that or do not belong to any local uh, state, uh, state metropolitan or other regional coalitions. My guest today has been Dr. Gloria Satchdev, the president and CEO of Employers Forum of Indiana. And I strongly recommend take a look at Sage Transparency because it is truly an eye opener. Gloria, thank you so much and good luck with this project. Thank you, Stan. Have a great day. This work by Gloria Satchdev and her colleagues promises to be invaluable to purchasers of healthcare. I want to acknowledge Chris Whaley at Rand Corporation and Marilyn Bartlett at National Academy of State Health Policy, which you'll often hear called NASHP. Our thanks also to Turquoise Health and Quantros, a part of Healthcare Blue Book, for their contributions. We'll put links in the show notes if you want to learn more about these important organizations. Thanks for listening, and a special thanks to Zero Studios for sponsoring this podcast. Zero Health worked with mid-sized, self-insured employers to help them save up to 50% on their healthcare by connecting employers and healthcare providers in the healthcare marketplace, and at the same time providing a great benefit to employees. Learn more on the web at zero.health or send an email to info at zero.health. We hope you've enjoyed the time with our very own Dr. Stan for 360 Degrees of Healthcare with Dr. Stan Schwartz, a part of Zero Studios. Tune in, subscribe, and review our podcast to keep current with the ins and outs of the medical and healthcare industry from the inside out.